My name is David Little. I'm a Senior Wealth Advisor with Blue Ocean's Private Wealth at IA Private Wealth. Good afternoon, everyone. We're here on one of our new podcasts. We're going to be speaking today with Omesh Varma. He's the business development manager with Home Equity Reverse Mortgages. And we're going to have a little chat about the benefits of reverse mortgages. I've actually, over the years, like a lot of people, wasn't really enthralled with, with how reverse mortgages worked. And... Omesh and I had a little chat a little while ago, and um, Omesh actually was in the industry, our industry, at one time, and uh, there's been a a lot of changes to the reverse mortgages that I believe now they're probably a little bit more attractive. So, Omesh, thanks very much for joining us on our podcast today. Maybe you could just sort of start with that. What's different with the reverse mortgages today than they were a few years ago? Yeah, and thanks for having me on your podcast today, David. You know, I look at the reverse mortgage market and I see the evolution as I saw the evolution on the on the investment side, on the mutual fund side. And with, with reverse mortgages, they've really become a lot more friendly as it relates to consumers. The features and benefits attached to reverse mortgages today are more widespread when they work. There's, there's more versions of, of chip reverse mortgage than there were you know, five years ago. And also the interest rate differential between conventional debt and reverse mortgages, those spreads have narrowed quite considerably over the years to make it more more appealing for consumers. Okay, great. In in a, a general way, what exactly, like explain what a reverse mortgage is, what they do and, and how they work. Yeah, so what a reverse mortgage does is it allows Canadians to access the equity in their homes and they're able to access that tax-free. Whether it's in a lump sum or whether it's through a monthly payment, like individuals are getting their CPP, OAS, their their RIF checks, they can access it the same way with a chip reverse mortgage. A key difference between a chip reverse mortgage and a regular mortgage, well, there's a few, but you know some of the main ones are with a chip reverse mortgage, you don't have to make any interest payments, which is quite substantial because as clients are getting older, they become dependent on their fixed income, their OAS, their CPP, their RIF income. And sometimes individuals are retiring with debt. It's actually quite common out there. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I mean, one in, and I was surprised by this, but one in five households retires with either a mortgage or a line of credit. So retirees are getting more comfortable with retiring with debt. But the challenge many are facing out there right now is with the Bank of Canada being so aggressive in fighting inflation and raising rates so fast in such a short period of time, that those interest payments have become quite, quite high. And more and more of an individual's fixed income now is going to make those payments. Yeah. So you know that we we've sorry. seen a lot of like what I've seen a lot lately is clients are actually two things are happening. One is that they're actually going in and taking money from their nest egg that they put aside to retire on and they're taking that and giving that to their children to help them buy a house as an example. And I I, I te- 
trying to counsel them saying, your child is like 34 years old. They've got lots of time. You don't. You don't have any time to replace that. And of course, almost all of them are sitting on very wealthy pieces of property. Even if they have lines of credit on it, they're not really overextended on that. So they're basically, they're, you know, the old thing is, you know, I'm, I'm asset rich, income poor. Now I've got a few clients like that. I said, you know, this is an option that you have to look at because they literally don't have enough money to make ends meet. So that, that's kind of what I'm seeing in the marketplace. Is that kind of what you're also encountering? It is, uh, absolutely. We're looking at CHIP clients both for augmentation and, and the income side in terms of where they're getting their, their income from. We're also looking at CHIP for individuals on the high net worth side in terms of where are they using the CHIP reverse mortgage, for what purpose. And, and sometimes, you know, I just helped a client and what they want to do with the CHIP proceeds is they want to buy a motorhome in California. Now, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, right? So <laughs> the advisor was saying, listen, I have a couple of choices here. I, I can liquidate $175,000 from your investment portfolio. That's going to bring down quite substantially what the you know what that looks like, but it's going to be a big tax hit on you to to take one hundred seventy five thousand dollars out. You're foregoing any potential growth on that investment portfolio, and especially last year wasn't a great year in the market. So there's there's an, a need to really let portfolios recover right now. And one of the benefits, another benefit of a chip reverse mortgage is the money that you get from it is one hundred percent tax free. So they decide to utilize the chip reverse mortgage, take that to buy the motorhome, let the investments ride and continue to to recover from from 2022. Yeah. So there are, you know, there's a lot of different ways in which individuals are choosing to utilize the proceeds from a chip. And some of these ideas come from my advisors saying, you know, this is what I'm thinking about. You know, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. On average, what what? You know, the mechanics of it, how much money do on average you get to borrow against your property? And then how do you structure the payment system? I know that one thing for sure is that you have a minimum withdrawal drawdown, I guess, on it when you start it. Can you guys yeah, explain yeah. a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, with a conventional mortgage or a line of credit, the bank's going to ask you for income. And then based off your income, they're going to determine how much credit you're able to access from them. With a chip reverse mortgage, it's not based on income at all. It's based on where the property is located. What type of property is it? Is it a condo? Is it a detached home? And what's the value of the property? The last thing we look at is your age. We don't look at income. So all those variables will determine what the loan to value is. What percentage are you able to access? You know, it tops out at around 55% is the amount of money that you're able to access based on the value of your property and the minimum age to qualify is 55 years old. So the older you are, the greater amount you're able to access in terms of low to values. Great. You know, I, I look at it as, as a supplemental program. It's a place where you may not have enough money saved up over your lifetime, or you may have paid out some money to help your children do, you know, purchase a home or go to school in some cases, even grandchildren. So to me, it's just one more arsenal in the retirement income side. I mean, that's what we do here is our, we're focusing more on the retiree side of things, the spending side. And 
a lot of times we're seeing, you know, in this part of the world, the Toronto area, certainly, you know, we have houses that are, you know, I bought a house for $500,000 is now worth two and a half million dollars. And again, very small debts on them. And given the idea that it's tax free, it's just that one more source of many sources of income that people have available to them. And that to me is what makes these things today much more attractive, that's for sure. When you're looking at the type of clientele that, that you're sort of accessing as new new business opportunities, what's sort of like the typical profile of someone that you're trying to do business with? Yeah, so, you know, we've been doing this for 37 years. So I can say, you know, on our books today, the average client is 72 years old. So, wow. you know, that ties in quite nicely with, you know, when a client has to start taking money from their RIF to, to your point exactly in terms of, you know, retirement income and what are the different sources of that income, right? We mentioned CPP, OAS, a RIF, maybe some type of company pension plan. This could be yet another source of income that you could tap into that's tax-free that can also help when it comes to government income-tested benefits yeah. like OAS, right? So if we can help your clients declare less income, maybe they can, you know, start taking less out from that RIF, so less um, taxable income and more tax-free income, and then ensure that that OAS is kept intact. There's strategies like that that we can certainly help out with when it comes to the retirement income. So. You know, our average client is is 72 years old. Sometimes what they're doing with the proceeds is they're actually paying off some debt. So whether that's an existing line of credit or an existing mortgage, they're saying, you know what, a certain percentage of my retirement income is actually still being spent to cover off debts. What if I can eliminate that spend right there? What else can I do with my retirement income? I can help out kids, grandkids pick up a hobby, interest, travel. There's multiple ways in which individuals are choosing to utilize the proceeds. You know, we did an Ipsos Reed survey and the data came back that 93% of individuals that are retired don't want to move. They actually want to stay exactly where they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're very comfortable in their communities and their neighborhoods. And, and, you know, my mom's 85 and she's the same way. She wants to stay in her house forever. She does not want to move. Yeah. And what this allows for the chip is it allows one of a few things. I've helped clients that brought in health care into their homes because they wanted to stay there or remodel their homes, main floor bedrooms, bathrooms, chairs, ramps, chairlifts, um, that allows them the ability to stay in their homes as long as they can. Yeah. So we've seen lots of that taking place in terms of how they're using the chip proceeds. Yeah, I've got clients like that that are in their you know early 80s and and. Uh... And health issues has certainly taken hold of one of them, but they don't want to leave home. You know, they just want to stay there. That's where they've been. That's their comfort place. A lot of people are just so apprehensive moving into these retirement centers after COVID and the problems that were there. So it does give them that other option and, and opportunity. So when, so I'm a client. I, I just signed up for a reverse mortgage. Is it like a line of credit that I can draw on it, or is it actually a, a payment that I elect? How does the mechanics of it work? Yeah, so we have different flavors or different versions of chip. We have a version of chip that is very similar to a line of credit. You access the cash anytime you want it. 
So let's say you're in a in a in a million dollar home, you're able to access three hundred thousand dollars in chip proceeds. We do say at the front end, we do ask you to take out at least twenty five thousand dollars as an initial advance, and thereafter you can take out cash whenever you like it, just like a line of credit. Or we have another flavor or another version of chip that will automatically give you monthly income. So again, there's initial advance and a minimum draw of a thousand dollars, you know, tax free. Per month. So it really depends on what is the client situation and what fits them best. Do they like the lump sum? Do they like the monthly draw? Even with the monthly draw, you can still take additional ad hoc withdrawals if you need an additional cash flow for a new car or a new roof or whatever the case may be. But the monthly income comes with an automatic monthly payment like clients are used to in getting their their RIF checks or their their government benefit checks. Yeah, great. What things do you normally get from people who are looking at this? What What's some of the apprehensions that you come across? Yeah, so a big one is, oh, my gosh, your interest rates are going to be so high. And, and I always like to put things in perspective. And, and really, this is one of the things that we talked about at the front end in terms of, you know, how they become better and better is the rates have really compressed between our rates and conventional lending rates. Okay. So putting things in perspective, the prime rate right now is 6.7%. So that's, you know, the rate in which banks lend money to one another, 67 Line of credit rates are usually prime plus 50, plus 100 basis points. So prime plus half or prime plus 1%. Our one-year special rate, this just was a new rate we we improved upon around 10 days ago. Our one-year special rate is 5.49%. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, our three and five-year rates are below 7%. So one of the one of the misconceptions out there are rates are phenomenally high and actually they're not. They're very, very attractive. That's the number one thing that people believe when they hear reverse mortgages is that these are, you know, double digit interest rates and and that's not the case at all. Okay. Anything else that, that comes about in your conversations with potential clients? Yeah, there's also there's a misconception that, you know, so we are a federally regulated Schedule One bank, Home Equity Bank. We were actually bought by Ontario teachers last year. But another common uh, question I get out there is, isn't the bank going to take title to my home? <laughs> Saying, no, we're not in the home ownership business. We're in the lending business. So we never take title to a client's home. You know, we can never force our clients to sell. They're always going to have access to the cash whenever they want it. So some people feel that, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to owe way more than their house is worth. But that's not the case either. We have something that's called non-recourse debt, where clients could never owe more than the value of the home. That's the risk that we take on. As a federally regulated Schedule One bank, so and and our data tells us, you know, we've got 37 years of real life data. Um, people think there's going to be nothing left for my kids because, you know, often David, they're saying that I want to leave something to my kids at the end of the day. I want to make sure there's a legacy that I can leave behind. And our data shown us over the last 37 years, the residual equity is north of 60 percent is left for them to do whatever they want. With yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a surprise to a lot of people. Well, 
as I said, when I look at retirement income planning and, and you know those those unique situations that we come across is that you know they don't have enough income. I had one guy actually said to me, you know, I didn't think I'd, I'd live this long, right? And they've now come very close to ex, you know exhausting all of their savings. And this was to me a very simple opportunity for them. They have, I think, they have a one point four million dollar house, no debt on. So I said, this is an option that you can look at. You don't have to leave the home. They don't want to leave home. Don't have to leave the home, and you can still have a source of income. So I think it's a great opportunity. Is there any last comments that you'd like to share with our audience today? Yeah, you know, you mentioned a great point in terms of longevity. That's certainly a risk when designing financial plans. I will say more and more so, we are seeing more proactiveness around reverse mortgages in terms of looking at it toward at the front end of, fun, of a financial plan, looking to supplement investment income versus at the back end of a financial plan when those investments are close to zero. But longevity is definitely something that is going to be a concern when it comes to designing financial plans because we're all living longer now and plans have to be designed to last you know 30 plus years. Um, so longevity is an issue. The amount of people re- entering retirement right now, you know, a thousand Canadians a day are celebrating their 65th birthday. So it's an opportunity for that conversation to happen. And I will just say, you know, one of the things that the government offers is CPP and OAS. And one of the benefits of deferring CPP and OAS is the fact that for each year you defer it, your guaranteed income guaranteed by the federal government goes up. So Deferring from age 60 to age 70, you're guaranteeing 42% more income from the CPP, which is indexed to inflation, guaranteed by the federal government. Yeah. So looking at this at the front end of a financial plan may be a, a really good option. But I would just say, you know, if, if you have any questions at all when it comes to reverse mortgages, David, you're an expert here. I would just, you know, encourage everybody to reach out to you and and see what questions they have and how we might be able to help out. Yeah, fantastic. Well, listen, I, I want to thank you, Amesh, for uh, spending this time with us today. And uh, we certainly are, uh, without question, looking at this as another alternative to providing income for people. And here at Blue Ocean's Private Wealth, we specialize in the retirement income phase of life. And this is certainly another option that we have available to us. So, again, I'd like to thank you very much, Amesh, and uh, have a great day. Super. Thanks so much for having me on, David. This information has been prepared by David Little, who is a senior wealth advisor for IA Private Wealth and does not necessarily reflect the opinion of IA Private Wealth. The information contained in this podcast comes from sources we believe are reliable, but we cannot guarantee its accuracy or reliability. The opinions expressed are based on the analysis and interpretation dating from the date of publication and are subject to change without notice. Furthermore, they do not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. The information contained herein may not apply to all types of investors. IA Private Wealth is a trademark and a business name under which IA Private Wealth Incorporated operates. IA Private Wealth Incorporated is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Thanks for listening.